Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 238 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, uh, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, Commander Phoenix Defire, that's Colin Ford in real life, unfortunately, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have uh, manning all the mics, our Chief Bar Steward, Commander PsychoCal, Grant Wilcock. Hello! He's obviously just fallen down to the fusion reactor there, so uh, fingers crossed that we won't have any more technical difficulties. We also have our head of health and safety, Ben Moss Woodward, commander says, in the vice. Who says that was that was an accident? That would make sense, but probably the brains behind that assassination would be our inhuman resources director, Commander Shan. Not guilty, my lord. Hello. <laughs> guilty. So, um, joining us in addition today from Operation IDA, or IDA, we have Zane Till. Hello. <laughs> and we have Commander Ninja. Good evening. Good evening. Now, if you wish, um, well... You can try and track down uh, the various members of the crew who are flying around in in, uh, Distant Worlds 2. Good luck. They're hanging out in games somewhere. Um, But if you can't get to them, we're also in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. And, of course, we're live on twitch.tv slash laveradio. So we'll quickly go around the crew and see how they've been for the last week, as per usual. So we'll start with Ben. I'm surprised you're still awake, but how have you been? I, I've been playing Daddy Ben, so I'm I'm ready for my bed now. Looking after looking after children is too much like hard work. I, I'm glad I've got a real job, which is why I, you're far, I do far I do far less work than my wife does. And Commander Shan, what have you been up to? Um, I have been watching uh, the latest reality TV series called the BBC Parliament Channel. Okay. For those of you who are waiting for their 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 Brexit pool, um, just bear in mind your your time your ticket might be up. And oh, that's it. Well, oh, I've, that's... It's all I've been doing in the evening is Mrs. Chan have been and I have been hooked to this reality TV series, which is even more scripted than um, things like uh, Storage Wars and things like that. Right. Okay. <sighs> and uh, in game, I'm currently sitting or flying around Waypoint 10 after having got there earlier on today. So I've got a bit of a uh, exploration holiday until it kicks off again next week. Excellent. Um, um, Galen Reynolds, sorry, just in chat, says, uh, I think there's a clause in Brexit for the bathroom, and that's why it can't pass. Ah, you see, right. Huh. That was a good segue in, you see, for the next person. For, for the next person, okay. Well, okay. Commander Psycho Cal, how have you been? Hey, I've been good, actually. I've been, uh, yeah, busy, 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 busy. Just lots of busyness, which is good. It is good. Um, right, what can I do? How can I, how can I show that there has been progress? We have got two, since last week, we have got two, two mortals stuck to the ground, which is, uh, I suppose, some kind of progress. Do, do we have, do we have the toilet to come yet? 
No, not yet. Um, I'm still, I'm still working on that. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, one, one of those uh, things. Uh, I'll show. Um, can I do it that way? No, I can't do that because I've not programmed that in. Um, let me just see if I can put the camera on. I'm sure I must have put in a camera page. I must have done. Oh, I have this right there. Did Cal, why don't you do get a drone and then you can fly the drone <laughs> in the bus? Oh, I just saw someone in the chat that was saying Operation IDA should come in and fix my bathroom, which I think's maybe just maybe just a little bit. Yeah, I think so. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> I think any help we can get is great. But we're we're getting there. Um, the the tiles. I think we're going to get more of the tiles down tomorrow, and then we're going to get a small bit of the wall started. Um, my brother's meds are beginning to work, and that makes him very happy. And so things are, are going a lot better for him, which is great news. Fantastic. That's good to hear. So we just have to, you know, keep it going. <laughs> and then I'm coming and turning it into a recording studio. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how well that would work out, but we'll try. Um, I'm not sure if anyone <laughs> really wants to get in here, you know. Good evening and welcome to... Uh, hold on a second, I've got a flush. <laughs> Did you not hear of a podcast from early 2000s, like very early 2000s? By the name of the Daily Download. Oh God! <laughs> it literally finished with the guy flushing his loo because that was the room where he got the best audio in his podcast for his for his recording studio. He got his best audio in his toilet, sitting on the can. Well, since you finished, finished each one with a flush. Since you're talking about computing terms and bathroom movements, um, I sometimes refer to a particular bowel movement that results in a excessive mass <laughs> as a core dump. <laughs> well, my son, who's, who's into his... Well, who at the time, at least, was into Ben 10, referred to it as humongousor. Excellent. I think we should hand over the to Colin now. The drawing in, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this conversation is shit. <laughs> I'll stop um, brown nosing. <laughs> so yes, but no, so the bathroom's going well. Um, what else have we done? Uh, I've not had any f- flight time whatsoever. Suzanne is still absolutely, completely, and utterly, hopelessly addicted to Sea of Thieves, and uh, has been, you know, basically, I've been press ganged into her crew. Um, but we're close to sort of like you know smashing those uh, legendary levels, which is great. Um, it's a beautiful game, but um, yeah, it'd be nice to sort of get back into some of the Dead by Daylights, run some cargo and uh, elite, and you know touch, have a conversation with somebody else that doesn't involve going "ar get off me ship, you scurvy dog," and then uh, <laughs> blasting them out your cannons. Do you uh, do you role play the whole way through? Always, um, uh, and you'll often hear if you, if you're ever in game and you hear something along the lines of "Have you got PPI It's probably me, <laughs> uh, because pirate protection insurance was missold if you don't own or have rented your own boat. Um, yes, we do speak a lot of shit, Marley. Yes. <laughs> I've just noticed that. <laughs> 
there was a there was a, a fantastic moment where I uh, did an on the fly uh, parody as I was coming back for the fifth time at these guys that had sunk us. Uh, we were losing. We always lose. We're not good at PvP, so we just came back in for the giggles. But uh, I came in just spouting and making up the song as I came. And the beautiful thing about that was finishing up silence and then hearing the entirety of another boat going what the fuck was that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we made friends it was good it's a good big game you just have to you know a little bit like elite although i think in elite griefing is a little bit more painful in that uh, sea of thieves you're going to get absolutely pummeled you're going to lose everything and you have to find the fun as quickly as you can, or you're just not going to make it in that game because it's it is literally cutthroat. Anyway, elite. <laughs> Silverine, have you um, gone over what you've done this week? No, uh, I haven't. What I've been doing this week? Uh, I've been doing faction things. I've been um, doing BGS stuff, uh, and it's been super fun. Um, our faction uh, one took over our first system this week, so we got to change a. Uh, we got to see a Coriolis go from covered in uh, red lights and federal memorabilia and uh, adverts and posters and whatnot, um, and a uh, like a, a sort of Texan sounding flight controller um, to a lovely s- sort of muted blue color scheme, uh, no federal propaganda, and a an Irish lilt um, oh. on the flight controller overnight like that with the tick. So that was great fun. Um, and, uh, just incidentally, how have you found the BSG lately? Has it, has it been behaving itself? Uh, yeah. Um, since the patch, it's been, we haven't noticed any bugs at all. Um, it's Everything's been completely predictable. But all we've done is uh, trigger elections. So, like, think, you know, we, we've, we've got a predictable, we've got a fairly... Uh, we've got the, the the returns from things like selling exploration data, trading missions that we were expecting. Um, I think the general consensus is that missions are a little bit underpowered at the moment um, in terms of in terms of affecting influence. Um, but broadly, everything that we've tried to do, we've we've managed to do, and we've got the we've got the results that we were expecting. So as far as um, but but we haven't had a war yet. We haven't triggered a war. So um, so it might um, we might discover more problems with that. Oh, excellent. So, Commander Zane Till and Commander Ninge, uh, what have the two of you been up to for the last week? Ninge. You've been out to me? Whoa, I didn't know about that. <laughs> well, but we're back to what makes a Commander's eyes water again, aren't we? Anyway, Ninge, if you'd love to go first then. Uh, I would love to say I've been doing some holding for Operation Ida, but um, I haven't. I've uh, I bought an Xbox One. I've been starting all over again in Elite, which has been interesting. Oh, that's that's uh, yeah. What's that been like for you then? Um, quite hard. An Xbox controller is very, very, very different to using a joystick. It is, isn't it? I can't stand it. <laughs> so I'm slowly getting there, but it's going to be a long time before uh, doing some uh, combat. Yeah, it it, it does take it. it it's, it's like the muscle memory gets in the way. It really is quite difficult. Story of my life. So, Ninj, I'm just wondering if there's any reason why you started that now rather than waiting for the supposed new commander upgrades that Frontier are going to be working on over the next year. 
I think it was just a case of opportunity. Fair enough. Because, you know, I know it's one of these... Okay, it's... This whole new... Well, are we getting onto this stuff? I don't know. I don't think we are, are we? You know, this whole new commander stuff's all very good and well, but not when you've got several thousand hours under your belt. Yeah, yeah well, that's... Yeah, that, I mean, if you want to discuss that later, folks, that's that's up to you. <laughs> I think... Uh, uh, I don't think we we had this, this scheduled chat, did we? I don't think we did, no. Not this week. Uh, well, at the moment, personally, um, I'm actually mining void opals because... Um, I went Thargoid hunting last night and lost a T10, so that's a that's another 10 million down the drain as far as I'm concerned. Um, it does seem that the uh, I should put this the the graphical up, update actually makes it difficult to see where the new corrosive clouds are when you blow away a Thargoid. So um, yeah, I I didn't do very well at that last night, unfortunately. So, yeah, Commander Zane. If- yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm the reverse of what uh, Ninjas is talking about. I came from my main account, which was the PS4, and last October I started a new main account on the PC. So it's kind of a, the antithesis of what he's doing. But we are, we are here to talk about Operation Ida and um, what we've been doing over the last 15 months, which is since the very beginning, December 14th of 3303, the start of the Second Thargoid War and the first of the attacks, um, we've been hauling to repair these stations and quietly doing so and gathering steam. And um, last week we finished. Uh, the, the Pleiades is free, yes. Yeah, and it's uh, 17 uh, stations in the Pleiades, three which needed to be uh, re-repaired because three had been re-attacked. And... Um, We've done everything from hauling to system defense and working with new allies and new friends. And it's been an incredible journey up until now where we're starting what we're calling Chapter 2 because we've just entered the bubble. So it's like we have this incredible group of people, and some are long-timers, some are newcomers. But uh, what we do is thankless and (laughs) not profitable and extremely uh, grind. Can we thank you for keeping the bubble alive then? And it is thanks, and it is appreciated. Well, I mean, we, you know, it's not just us. It's a lot of other folks who understand that, um, you know, while you have this wonderful thing called Distant Worlds 2 going on, the fact is um, the storyline is presented in a narrative by uh, FDEV, even though they are in complete support of Distant Worlds 2 because most people don't care about repair. Most people have never touched a Thargoid. The fact is we're at war. So, <laughs> yes. You know, the combat groups that are trying to uh, deter all these infestations and incursions, and then you've got someone like Operation Ada and all our great folks who are repairing stations right meow. Um, it's been it's been amazing, so. Excellent. Right. Well, what we'll do is we'll um, quickly have a quick chat about, well, the development news. Mm. Well, let's see. <laughs> that won't take very long. No, it won't. We've got the new forums. Um, just quickly, everybody, I'll go around you one at a time. Give us a one-word sentence about what you think of the new forums. Start with Cal. Um, I think that was his word. The door. Yeah, the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was his I word. Think I'm running to the bathroom. I know. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? I think the forum. No, they they look pretty, but. Um, I'm Psycho Co. Uh, that's what I'll say. Psycho Co. One. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Ben? <laughs> I did get my, my account merged. I just took... I, I've had several bugs, but they have all been fixed. So... Mm. Yeah. yeah. Send support a ticket. They will get around to it. Usually, with, well, they got around to both of mine within a day. And it looks like it's working okay for me now. Yeah. Famous last words. Sylv? Uh, I'm biding my time. I'm going to... Um, uh, like a like an open world game that's really hyped, I'm going to wait until it's been thoroughly played and there's a few patches out before I take the plunge. Oh, I wonder which game you'd be referring to. Shan! <laughs> They're okay. Um... I'm finding it a little bit harder to read on my iPhone than the previous one. They don't seem to be mobile as mobile device friendly as the other one. Um, getting my user account registered or re-registered was quite tricky until I and, until I realised that actually it was wanting my in-game password and yeah. account rather than the one I had on the forums, which. Once you got that, it was kind of okay, but I don't really like the idea of linking in-game account details with forum names because mm. it, it potentially gives an exposure, uh, a security exposure, because I know previously forums have been hacked and generally um, subverted in order to farm uh, user IDs and passwords and things like that, and then which are then used in-game to... Uh, steal accounts so not too sure about the wisdom of doing that but then I could just be wearing a tinfoil hat for me okay um, right well, I've, I think I think they're okay I, I just really wish they'd had something to label all the stickies or sort of hive off all the stickies somewhere because that, that just winds me up and I, I look at all the latest things and think oh Hang on, those those first five subjects are always up there, and no one's updated them for ages. Gives the impression that nothing's happening, and then of course you see the absolute salt piles later on. But um, Ninja and Zane, have you had a chance to look at the new forums? I have, but um, I heard it was going to be improved. I don't see. Mm. Also, what happened to the lonely Fargoid hearts column? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's an awful lot of stuff normally attached to a certain Commander Cycle cow that has gone missing. Uh, the, the Thargoid and Ferdalans. Is that is that still there? Or is it has it gone? Yeah, I think the Thargoid and Ferdalans is still quite safe. Um, it's just anything that I did. <laughs> 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 now, I mean, to be fair, I did get notice that the drabbles were going. Um, plenty of time to sort of do nothing about it um, but yeah I mean it's you know it's, it's sad to see a, a change in the era and it's kind of like the, the changing of the old guard and that's kind of how I feel about it as well so I'm not sure how frequently I will um, venture in there but I suppose you know keeping an eye on it is going to be you know see how it develops and what goes on but it is still that kind of it still has for me that kind of feeling of if you go in there, you're just going to come out annoyed and angry. It's a salt <laughs> mine still. I mean, the aesthetic might be a little bit nicer. Um, I've posted in there, I posted on behalf of Operation Ida. Um, we've got a couple, uh, we've got a new post under the dangerous thread, and we've got one under the old uh, 
Thargoid uh, thread. And that thankfully was not deleted. Um, yeah. My only concern is there's a potential with the upvotes that they're talking about to game the system. And I've seen in, in various other uh, games like the, the Sims online and, and, and similar games where upvoting in theory sounds like, yeah, you know, if we see enough people are interested, you know, that's something we need to address, but it can also be gamed yeah. in such a way that uh, things that really aren't that important, but a few people, they can kind of game that and get their friends involved. And um, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's F dev, you know, it's they they're either going to get it right or they're going to get it horribly wrong. You never quite know. <laughs> never seems yeah. to be something in between. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go, I was going to bring up the subject of the achievements and that whole kind of system of of forum. That oh, you mean the, the trophies speak. you've got? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. As um, as I said earlier, it's very possible to game it if it actually means anything. But mm. I, I don't know. It it just seems to encourage certain sorts of behaviour. And my um, my motto for posting stuff on forums is unless I've got something I consider valuable to say, I won't post. Mm. And so I won't just post for the stupidity of it. Uh, although people will now go and search the forums and find out what I did. But generally I don't, I don't post just for the sake of doing it and having post counts and all sorts of stuff like that and associating trophies to it just seems to breed more spam. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of that, I suppose. Uh, yeah, so, well, we'll just have to, oh, sorry, Grant, you want to jump well, in there? I, I was just going to say, you know, Kashan says obviously he doesn't post anything stupid there. Um, I made a, a, a full-time <laughs> career when when uh, the Kickstarter finished back in February, what, four or five years ago, of uh, getting in there and it so was... So long ago. Yeah, it was, the, you know, the, the rep system and all this kind of stuff where... Um, you would get rep if you wrote something that people vaguely agreed with but you're absolutely right there was a point where we had more posts than Michael Brooks and that was the challenge was to stay ahead of him in the top posters list um, <laughs> without reducing yourself to going I agree and just replying like shit like that we had sort of standards to maintain but it was completely gameable as you say and, and I'm pretty sure that um, people coming in you that's what they're going to look at is how to get that shiny shiny thing and um, as long as they never make the mistake of mixing this with the game rewards, then you know who cares if you've got a shiny shield in your forum account. You know, I was, um, I think it was like three thousand posts I managed to get in the forums in the space of what three months. But an awful lot of that was in the Thargoid and Ferdlands where we were actually working, and then I became a mod, uh, and then I realised that I hate forums. <laughs> yes, most <laughs> you had to police them, and so the the the, the disgusting underbelly. Yes, you've not a proper mod until someone's called you a Nazi, and that did happen. So I then uh, I, I then hung up my mod shoes and thought I've achieved all I can achieve here. And uh, so, <laughs> so do we think there are like achievements or trophies for the most number of times someone's been infracted? Or something like that. It is. It's called a ban. Should be an achievement for how many times you called cow a Nazi. Oh my goodness! It's it really it really was. I mean, um, I think my favourite one was someone was one of the mods got um, 
you're just as you know, you're just as bad as traffic wardens. <laughs> oh. oh, so really, we've gone from Nazis up to traffic wardens, have yeah. we? Yeah, I think that's you know, it's just it makes you giggle. I mean, you have to have a sense of humour about these things because the mods do an impossible job, which is trying to steer. Well, frankly, trying to crap with 17 arseholes, um, it's, you know, you're not really sure which one you're <laughs> going to have to... Words, yeah, you're not really sure which one you're going to have to wipe up at the end of the day. And it is that, you know, poor sods are, are working their arses off and then Frontier moves on to Steam and then suddenly there's Steam forums and, oh my God, if you think the official Frontier ones were bad. Um, so I have nothing but admiration. Admiration and respect for the poor moderators who do a job that never, ever does anyone come back and say, you know what, Mod, I'm really sorry, I was out of line that night. You were completely right and balanced in your actions that you took against me and I am more than happy to make a full apology to you right now and I promise I'll never do it again. That just doesn't and, and you know, and, and the other reason why the, the mods should be thanked is because they are hamstrung by having TJ as one of them. Well, you see, this is the thing, right? I don't know, when Alpha went live, I remember this vividly because back then, before Andrew Sawyers came on to the mod team, we had no tools, so everything had to be done almost, you'd consider it in triplicate. And um, How can you say there were no tools? You had TJ already. No, well, yeah, but he was... Well, yeah, he was he was our main tool, but if you know TJ, you know fine well that that just doesn't mean anything actually happens. Um, so, you know, you used to have to sort of manually go through um, three different routes to remove a post and do it and to document it all so that any queries could be followed up and they knew who did it and you'd have to put it into all these different things. A lot of work behind the scenes and when Alpha went live, I think I worked on the forums with other moderators for about 15 hours straight on the first day just moving posts into the right threads deleting arseholes um, posts, uh, moaners criers, whingers so uh, there's an awful lot of deletion um, see I can do this now because I'm not a mod so I can just call people what I want it's great, it's, it's, it's so good Crash <laughs> Landing was a mod as well so I mean, we, you, know, you used to have to um, drink a coffee, sit on a laptop, and you never came off the damn laptop until you know two o'clock in the morning. Went to your bed, woke up, straight back in, getting through all the reported posts. It is endless and thankless. But when um, Andrew came and on, unpaid, he gave us we might as well point out. Well, yeah, that's right. You get, I mean, you get well, you get no benefits. It's just you know, you basically every so often TJ gives you a pat in the back, and that's it. You have to go for sure. Oh man. That's how it was. How it is now, I've got no idea. I hope it's an awful lot better for them. I hope they've got, you know, a lot more um, respect from uh, their the users. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> I mean, from speaking from speaking to TJ, I know that Zach gives them a lot of help and things like that, and he does. Zach and Brett do work and give the mods a lot of love as well. Um, but obviously, yeah, I mean, it's still obviously voluntary work. And it's voluntary, thankless work. Yeah, I remember being a mod for a car forum with about 150,000 members on it back in the early 2000s. Mm. And it was really hard work. 
um, you know, you didn't get it as, as, as I said, you, just, you get no thanks for it, particularly when you have to make the judgment call over what you think is unacceptable and what a thousand other people think is perfectly okay. You know, it's, it, you just don't get thanks. You just do it out, out of the love of the community rather than any actual reward. Are there any perks to being a mod on the Frontier forums at all? Well, no, like, I mean, uh, you can get your name in blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, special access or in-game items or... Um, no, no yeah, nothing any, in-game. But they did, they, did, they did invite us to the um, launch party for being moderators, which was really good of them. They look after you as best that they can without, you know, basically giving you godlike powers. So, I mean, it is that's certainly how it was, and they definitely do appreciate Do they not get a lot of the skins and things like that? I have no idea. Not when I was there. No. But, you know, all, all I'll say, and I don't know I don't know if this particular forum user is in um, the chat tonight, maybe not. Uh, just, you know, one thing to just, if you ever think about um, becoming a moderator, just, just one, one alien, just alien. In, <laughs> alien in general. <laughs> and alien is actually somebody who has, to give alien her due here, she is somebody who's gone off on one and then has said to whoever moderated her, you know what, I'm sorry, I was out of line, and I'll never do it again until the next time. <laughs> <laughs> until the next time, yeah. Alien, you know, that, it's, 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 there are people that get passionate, and that passion comes across, and sometimes it can seem uh, uh, misdirected or angry when it's not, and it's, yeah, that's that's where the judgment calls, like Shan was saying, um, come in. But there's one thing that really gets your goat up, is when you make that call... And then it's overridden. That one's the one that hurts the most us. That is the one where you start to sort of see red. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, you think, well, what am I here for then? What's the point of me doing anything? But, you know, that's one thing that Frontier do very well is they support their rods, which is good, because otherwise it would be the most painfully um, hollow and empty and lonely job in the world. We love you, mods! <laughs> Yeah. While we're talking actually about the forums, uh, the Lave Radio thread, I had mine bookmarked for where we post on the forums saying the show's live and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And if you go to that bookmark, it now takes you to a Planet Coaster post. Oh. <laughs> so the URL has changed. But it's I saw that in the show notes. I wonder what that yeah. was. <laughs> it, it just it tickled my sense of humour that it, the, the URL still, still exists. It just takes you off to somewhere in Planet Coaster Land instead. See, that could have been an April Fool's. Could have been a part of the fact it was in March. Yeah, uh, I think Or, or it could be Brett having his, getting his revenge, or TJ's revenge. Yeah, I think that's more the case. I think I think there's a secret vendetta going on against Lay Radio by Frontier. <laughs> well, if you, if you look at the evidence, is that Lay Radio Squadron was the only squadron in the game. <laughs> so to not ever have a leader... And, we have and, a leader now. We have a leader now. Yes, but how much how much cackling went on at FDev about it? It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, at least at least we, I now know where we've actually got a leader. Well, moving on from the forums, um, we also had on Monday we had Sally and Paige with their uh, community. Let's make a munter. Um, <laughs> uh, stream. Did anybody see that one? Is that what they called it? Well, no, but it might as well have been. <laughs> and I will just point out, Munta can be both female or and male. So, just I did watch just it. Before. 
it wasn't really. What? They, I did watch it. They didn't call it Make It a Manta. They, they called it Make a Pillbox uh, likeness. It looked <laughs> just like Pillbox. Um, which we told him live, and he was very upset with us. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just, again, a demonstration. I think my favourite was um, somebody in the chat um, came in and said, Oh my God, Elite's got its own character creator. Wow, when did this happen? I've not played in a little while. And I just, just thought, what the? How long? Was that Alan by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so that made us laugh because it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're, you're not going to recognise the game when you log in. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Um, I mean, it, was, course, it was good. It was, in fact, you know, I think it was um, as far as streams go. It was a nice way to to meet Sally and and get that kind of um, connection for people who are tuning in and to have them just messing about and having a laugh, uh, which I think is really really important. But they didn't half make pillbox. Uh, oh, pillbox is in the chat. Damn it! <laughs> I got away with the alien dig, but I didn't get away with the pillbox one. He's back. Hello, pillbox. <laughs> so okay. yeah, it was definitely it was a fun stream. It was you know, it was you know again it, the it was it was yeah yeah it was it was very light hearted and also they wanted as many dad jokes as possible. So um, it's perfectly up the <laughs> upper alley if you see what I mean. Uh, so <laughs> I believe did you not mention something about a dad joke, Colin? No, I'm not going to repeat that one on air. <laughs> 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 and, and, I can't and remember Paige, what it was. And what Paige completely refused. Repeat it, Colin. We'll edit it out. No, 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 no. Well, that's, that's in post, I promise. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, of course, we had Paige and Sally yet again on Thursday, but this time they were doc- talking to Doctor Kai and um, uh, Commander Riker and and all the guys from Distant Worlds too. Um, anybody catch that one? Guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going home to do family things. I'm afraid. Yeah, uh, I'm afraid. To, I'm afraid. I was pretty much a bit busier then at the moment as well. It's one of those things you've got on the the, the, the catch up list, unfortunately. So, um, as far as in game events is concerned, we still haven't had anything new about the uh, community goal replacement yet. Um, are we all hoping that something's going to happen this Thursday? How long ago was it? Well, it's now three, three, three weeks without three weeks, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I just think... wondering whether they'll be tied into quality of life releases and stuff like that. They have, they've said no. Yeah. I think if you're expecting something this soon, Colin, you are dreaming. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> they, they hey, did, we, we've they... got a solution. Yes. Go on, go on, go for the solution. We want to roll about solutions. Be your CG. We're giving away <laughs> prizes. Tampax. We're recognizing leaders. Sorry, and, did you just say you're giving away Tampax? And yeah, that definitely sounded oh, like it. So we have something special. Wait, you do know that Tampax is, is a product in the UK that's... Yeah, I think he, he said he was giving away paint packs. Oh my god, not tan packs. Not red ones. <laughs> oh, but hey, I'm, I can be your CG alternative for up something that actually contributes as opposed to creating restaurants, space orbital restaurants. Just saying. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was personally, I was hoping that we would have heard something about this new what's coming next by now. But uh, it's, it's, are people just giving up on waiting now and just? I'm sure when it comes, they'll be announcing it in big style, in big fonts, with quite a bit of a run-up towards it to get people prepared and give them a little bit more breathing space before they actually release. Mm. Definitely. In the live stream. We'll get an announcement that there will be an announcement, and then there might be an announcement. Exactly. They'll be really excited. Maybe they're doing what they did in the the series Lost, where they just wait for the fans to come up with a better storyline than them. They're they're watching us all make our own community goals, going, oh, that's a good idea. We should maybe do that. It's possible, you know. You're watching the community, and, and this is the one thing about Elite from day one is the creativity and skill set of the community has been nothing short of staggering from the website tools, from the things that we do to fill the holes in the game that we want to fill because it's something that we use. Seeing that ingenuity and uh, creativity is amazing, so they wouldn't do bad to keep an eye and see what people are trying to do and to get some good sort of feedback from the especially certainly the player groups. Like I know the truckers, we're always in chat and coming up with ideas of things to do and um, again most player groups have their own reasons and, and storylines to put in and if they, if they can match that carry on then they can't go wrong yeah well that's the that's the, the thing isn't it it's, I think it's the waiting that's, that is beginning to get a little bit tiresome they did say that um they did say that the the developer supported events would be separate and and in and intermediate between the uh the point releases so the next so, so the next the next big update well not big update but comparatively big will be the um uh the new commander gubbins so that's probably 3 or 4 months away um, so it's reasonable to assume that we're going to get at least, you know, the first developer-supported event in the next week or two. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, do you but, reckon it's that far away? Because I thought it'd be all kind of the LinkedIn at the same time. You see? Uh, yeah, I reckon it is that far away. I, re- I reckon they said um, our community goals were weekly. I reckon these will probably be monthly. Um, and uh, and if they're going to put out if they're going to put out a point update. Uh, three times a year that gives an interim period of four months to fill with developer-led events so in my head what they're going to do is stuff like the gnosis that'll hopefully be less of a clusterfuck um (laughs) and do two or three of those per interim period so a year will look like um one developer-led event then six weeks later another developer led event and then a point update and then six weeks later a developer led event and then six weeks later a developer led event and then a point update it'd be a lot more than that if i was them though i would do um i'd introduce some mechanics in a patch release and i would do one small scale event to test mechanics of it and then i would then roll it out i'm not sure i would risk another gnosis again there won't be mechanics. 
there, there won't be any new mechanics at all. They've, they've basically said that there won't. There will be no new features, no new me- mechanisms. It'll just be. I'm not new, talking about on the. To... I'm not talking about on the player side. I'm talking about on the frontier side because the assumption that we're making was based on what Will said a few weeks ago. Was that these uh, developer-led events will be more on the Salome side of the scale than on the automated side of the scale and that implies to me is that developers will be taking an active part in the event which must mean there must be some sort of new mechanic in there to enable them to take a more active part in stuff no not necessarily they the, the, the salome thing was largely a narrative that, that that there was no dev stuff in there that basically drew wager and frontier uh, collaborated on a few Galnet stories in the in the few months in the run up to it, and then it was largely then it was largely done through um, through announcements in the run up, telling people where to be, um, and then just storytelling on the day. And in the, in the well, there was a couple of things, wasn't there? And I think it's maybe a direct. Maybe you're thinking of it as a direct comparison. I was thinking of the if you if you swap Drew out with a de- developer, that's kind of the thing I was I was thinking about. And also there was a new mechanic because if you remember there were a couple of missions or factions you could join up, which was fight for Salome and kill Salome. Do you remember that? As the, I didn't know the, that. In the game? That's interesting. No, that's, that's certainly interesting. So, yeah, they, they, okay, there could, be, there could be some BGS tweaks, but I, I, don't think adding, I don't think adding new named factions is, is challenging for them. I don't think it's the kind of thing that they'd need to test beforehand. Something that's like the Gnosis, I can imagine them doing again, but, in a, but hopefully, like... Oh, you know, let's let's fire up a test server and 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 try docking and fighting for an hour or so before we launch it to the to the player base just to check that it works. So I I I reckon we'll just see stuff like that, like narrative driven things that use the existing game mechanics. Well, uh, moving on from that, just quickly, um, obviously there has been a couple of things that have been uh, released to the community. The first one being uh, new paint packs, but of course. Um, who has gone and been seduced by the new bits that you can add to an Imperial courier? Uh, very sexy. I must admit, I was tempted, but I didn't. Because I haven't flown my Imperial courier in about a year. I flew one for about a day. Cause back back in the day when they used to be quite good smuggling ships. Mm-hmm. Probably still up. But anyway, when they were good smuggling ships, I flew one for about a day. But... Why, why so little time? Because I personally, I'm not into the small, medium-sized ships that much. You like the large ones? Yeah, I much prefer the larger ships to fly. Yeah, interesting. Um, but personally, I mean, I, I can see the attraction of hooning around in a souped-up courier or an Imperial Eagle or something like that. I can completely see the fun in it. And I have flown them and can fly them. It's just kind of not what I particularly enjoy. So, yeah, if people like it, then great. Interesting. Um, the yeah, the, the courier paint uh, ship kit. It's very, very similar to the um, the cutter one, isn't it? Well, it's imperial, I suppose. You know, you've got to have the the same kind of thing. I'm still waiting for something for my clipper, to be honest. But yeah, that'd be uh, good. That, that's guess that's just me. So yeah, I mean, not much in the newsletter apart from that release. So the usual covering of the the previous um, streams. So moving on from there, 
as as we've pointed out, we do have from Operation IDA, we have Ninja and Zane. Now, um, for those of you who are unaware of what they have been doing, um, obviously, now that's uh, Zane has, has already brought us up to speed about everything has been fixed in the in the Pleiades for the moment. Um, what are the what are your plans for the bubble? Is it easier to repair stations in the bubble? Oh my god! Oh my god! Is it easier? Um, after coming from the Pleiades, where yeah. we had uh, it was routine for us range hauling five to six for a round trip haul. Now these very same long term uh, long range commodities take it forever just to get one in um, are. Jump away, and so some of the, uh, the more hard to find commodities or the longer range commodities, they're a jump to you know, type. Amazing the the size for the majority of the stations, not all of them, were over, but uh, they're they're much less than what we saw in the Pleiades, and as a result, we're, we're able to at a rate that's unprecedented for us. Again, the Pleiades light years from the bubble and um everything was a lot more difficult huge amounts and it was difficult getting the player base down you know all and to be fair it's just do it because it's 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 worth it let me switch mice yeah i do then do you want to take over if you can i can do well saying just quickly sorting himself out uh hopefully he comes back but he was just Trying to say that um, on the play, these a lot of our long range commodities. Um, well, I say long range; they were back in the bubble. So instead of having a local repairing operation, we had to travel all the way back to the bubble. You're talking something between a minimum of seven jumps um, when you're unloaded in a big ship like a Cutter or T9, and then having to come back between you know ten and twelve jumps. Yeah, uh, I mean the the ship of choice is the T9 for this, isn't it? T9 cutters, we do get a few anacondas, but it is it is the big haulers. I mean, the cutter has that little bit of advantage in that you can squeeze that extra few tons. Um, the long-range distance is a little bit better. And um, if you do get interdicted, um, you can boost a lot quicker away in the cutter, especially if you've um, put your dirty drives on. You, yeah. You're laughing when you get interdicted in the cutter. <laughs> but all ships are welcome. Oh, you sound much better, Zane. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, at the moment, how many? How how big is the task that you've got to to worry about now in the bubble itself? How many stations are require your assistance? A lot. Um, there's sixty ish uh, that are in repair state right now, and there's another dozen or so or more that are uh, burning, and currently there's something like uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 ongoing incursions, several which have uh, multiple stations, which means one station is already either burned and is ready to be repaired or may burn if the combat groups like AXI, who are working so hard, and the Hand, who are working so hard, and, and Independence and other combat groups, Squadron 42 and the PS4, the uh, 42, you know, these, these people are working night and day, and... Um, so it's like, you know, we, we come and repair, and there's so many more to go, and we can go a lot quicker in the bubble 
and um, again, be able to attract more and more commanders because we're not so far away. So it's easy for them to get involved now. And really quickly, just to let folks know, we have a website up at OperationIda.com that you can visit. We've got a Discord. We, we're on Twitter. You can follow us at Operation Ida. Um, so we're always putting information out there. But uh, it's there's a lot that we need to do, and it's not just us, you know, and, and our people. It's it's also the folks that are actively out there trying to defend and, and put down these infestations, incursions, which have been made really difficult due to some uh, FDEV decisions um, since Chapter Four dropped. Yeah, it's actually more difficult now than it was pre-Chapter Four. Can you tell us why? Um, Pre-Chapter 4, you know, we had uh, Thargoids attacking systems. And so you had to basically go out there and kill scouts or variants. And if you reached a magic number, which was never given to us, and uh, as Chapter 4 approached, that magic number increased more and more and more. And it started, uh, you know, week one, there was one system. But at the end, you know, it was a two, three, and four systems. Well, after chapter four dropped, it wasn't just a question of fend off, you know, an attack and either fail and you'd have a station burning and that was it, um, or, or fend it off and you'd have no station burning. Now it's, we're getting six targets at a time, usually five or six are attacked or are going to infestation. Yeah. And um, when chapter four initially dropped, you could mouse over an infested system and see that it was infested and infestation is a pre-incursion state. Um, if you, if you were successful and we, we turned into a defense force of a sort operation Ida, um, because we were in a Pleiades and three of our stations that we'd already previously repaired got reattacked. But over a two month period, we had constant infestations and we were constantly for two months fighting and we had help and support from some of our allies, but a lot of us were fighting. And, um, so the first couple of weeks where we were, you know, we were checking Eagle Eye, seeing that, uh, you know, our systems were under uh, infestation and, or even in the bubble, people would go to those systems and kill a thousand scouts and, and variants, kill 2000, kill 3000, kill 3500. And then within a day or so, you could go to that system mouse over and it would say no longer infested. You knew that yeah. you were successful and you could move on. That disappeared after January 20th when a new patch was introduced, which, which broke that. But they doubled down because FDEV doesn't admit mis mistakes. That's just the way they are, and said we were never supposed to see that. So we're basically in a permanent state of anxiety for a week for folks that are trying to get something out of infestation because you don't know. And, and we have a great example of two systems that we were trying to redefend that we had re-repaired, which was uh, Atlas and Solano, and Solano has Artemis Lodge, which is one of our, our actual systems. And um, we killed 3,500 uh, Thargoids, Scouts, Variants, and that's just by our own stats. And we have amazing stats. We've got some stat masters on our team that just have every, a stat for everything and are constantly, uh, you know, working to, to show stats. And so we killed 3,500 just by our own sheet, not, and not even including what other combat people were doing that weren't using our sheet on our Discord. And um, we still lost the stations. And it was a week of just madness because we didn't know, you know, we didn't know if we could move on to the next one. And, and even in the end, it wasn't enough. And so now you have infestation, which is the old school, but now you've got a second aspect, which is incursion, which is now you've got to get rid of incursion. And that's these, you know, these uh, AXCZs, which are waves and waves of scouts and then multiple waves of variants, which could be, you know, Cyclops, Basilisk, Medusas. At the end, you have to kill a Hydra. 
Um, you can just feast on, on scouts and hope that's enough. It does help, but um, it's now like a two-pronged you know, way to get rid of infestation and incursion if attack happens. And if you don't, you know, if you don't put down an incursion, the next week, if that system has multiple large orbitals, a second orbital is going to burn. So it's it's been the difficulty has now increased, and it's something that we were kind of hoping that FDEV would pay attention to because so many people are off on distant worlds too, and a lot of others just want to enjoy this game for what it is—a space sim. They've never touched Thargoids. They, they're not interested in, in repairing because it's it's not exactly a glamorous job. They just want to fly through space. But again, it is a major aspect of the story that they have made, you know, and we're we are trying so hard, not just us again, but the combat groups, but these particular, you know, um, gameplay mechanics, unfortunately they're broken. And, you know, we politely tried to bring this up, you know, on the forums, tickets, individual tickets, several of us have actually talked to some of the, the, the community managers and developers personally, and they have acknowledged it like, yeah, we're aware this isn't working. And this kind of goes along with another issue that we have as well for Operation Ida. Anyone who's ever tried to haul and repair is that uh, 10 to 20%, even more of commodities that are delivered that are needed just simply don't count, which can be demoralizing. And so this is like one of the, again, of these mechanics that have made life more difficult for players and they've acknowledged it, but they've never actually said, well, we know exactly how to fix it, but but we are working on it, and but it's it's ongoing. You know, it's it's difficult. So the um the the twenty percent uh, droppage rate. Um, I, we, we we did a uh, I think there was a piece um we, uh, on Ida uh, about um where the the role play explanation was um, fraud. People were saying that somebody was skimming some of the one one of the administrators on the damaged stations was skimming off twenty percent of the um. Of the materials shipped in, um, rather than and selling them, rather than using them to repair the station, which I thought was quite funny. Um, yeah, I think when, but, the, when the Oracle went live, they, they actually did. Yeah, um, but the that twenty percent is that a um, is that a, is that just a flat percentage of everything hauled, or is it that roughly one in five shipments isn't counted, or is it that one in five commodities is bugged? You know, what what's the what drives that? What do you think, man? Just kind of across the board? It's kind of rough. You get some quantities in which it's a lot lower, some that are a lot higher. It's just an odd number that we've thrown out there when we look at the overall stats. Um, negative stuff beside, though, um, station repairs got a lot easier than it used to be. The totals keep getting knocked down with each patch. Mm. And um, the other thing is the repair efforts have, have stepped up. We've got a lot of people out there who have to do this. Um, we've got a great community getting built up. Um, we've got a lot of allies out reaching to us and wanting to get involved. And we're starting to snowball a lot more than we were in the Pleiades. Um, but even even near the end of the Pleiades uh, repair operation, we were getting bigger and doing a lot more than we ever thought possible at the beginning. It's an incredible community. It really is. How many of you are there? I think our squadron on the PC side is in the 40s, and the Xbox side is in the teens. But it's not so much... A squadron, you know, I always call it a, a volunteer uh, group of firefighters. Yeah. Because um, our, our Discord is almost 1,200 at this point. And of those, you know, any given time, we've got a couple hundred that are actually active in, in hauling. And since we've hit the bubble, um, we just decided once the pleas were finished, rather than take the next six systems, we're at the bottom and, and, and relatively obscure. 
it was time to hit the bubble. Well, since we've hit the bubble, we've picked up a whole bunch of new people. Uh, people are a lot more inclined to help us all because everything is so close. And yeah. it's so close to where they reside in the rather than having to take 10 jumps and come down or 12 jumps, depending on the ship, you're two jumps away from where we are at any given time. And again, everything else that's required is within a jump or two away. So it's, uh, it's been really positive the last uh, couple of weeks. We've repaired like three, three stations just in the last few days alone. And um, Ninja is going to make a nice announcement about what we've got planned for the Saturday, which is major, but it's, it's been great. I mean, yeah, I don't want to do there are negatives because it's, you know, elite dangerous and there's always going to be that salt, but at the same time, it is an amazing game with uh, an amazing story that's so vast that uh, you don't even realize what the stories are until you stumble upon them half the time. And a lot of it's player, you know, driven narratives. And, and, and this is one of them. And so we've gotten a great group of people that are so helpful and are so kind. And it's been a pleasure. Yep. Agreed. Um, the, um, uh, there's another group uh, with a similar name, and I've seen a bit of confusion uh, around sur surrounding them. Um, it's the the IDA. Um, they, are they linked to you, or are they completely separate? They're completely separate. It's the uh, Independent Defense Agency, as far as I remember. It's either agency or alliance. That um, sounds a little Life of Brian-ish, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the IDA and the... Uh, the DIA. <laughs> That was a great moment. DC, IXA, IXI, and, you know. <laughs> there was Go a great on, moment Mitch. on a recent stream with um, Paige and Sally where um, they said, oh, they, they were playing around in Artemis Lodge, which is one of the stations that we uh, took as a small minor faction. And uh, they turned around and said, oh, um, Operation Ida, we're really good friends with these guys. They sent us loads of nice presents, really tasty lolly. And we're like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't uh, us, but thank, thank, thanks for the shout-out, Paige and Sally. Thank you. You shouldn't have much. said anything. You should have been like, yeah, they're really expensive. Well, we were thinking that. We weren't in contact, but it was like a case of, like, okay, free publicity, but yeah, <laughs> the poor idea. Yeah, after all the effort <laughs> they went to. <laughs> they just got brushed under the carpet and confused with us, unfortunately. <laughs> and we, the, the name's based upon the mythological um, Mount, Mount Ida. So out in the Pleiades, you've got a lot of... Um, Greek mythology stuff. Um, you've even got the name Aegis out there. And the original leader of Ida who created it said um, he wanted to you know, have some sort of imagery in mind that went together with Aegis because it was Aegis who were looking into defending against the Fargoids as much as they've not done that much since. Have they done it anyway? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a big question, isn't it? It is a big question, which I really don't have any answers to. <laughs> so, so Ida's not an acronym? No, it's not an acronym. However, it, 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 go on. the name does get um, capitalised. Is that by is that by design, or are we, are we making a mistake when we cap? No, uh, it's by design. It's by design. Um, cool. It's an unfortunate design, but um, <laughs> it works. I, I also like to be a, an agent of chaos who likes to throw random cogs in. The grammatical cogs, an agent of grammatical chaos. Oh Good. yes. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I, won I wonder if we could ever get someone else who's who's unable to pronounce things properly around here. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, Sylvia. Got another question? Just one more. Yeah, um, I've kind of got the impression over the last few weeks that um, uh, we seem to be taking with every step forward in uh, in the whole Thargoid versus Pilots Federation um, completely uh, un 
assisted by anybody else um, storyline. We seem to be taking one step forward and two steps back. So every week we'll... I, th- I think last week we had a, a, a good week and there were we cleared a few systems of incursion. But in general, every week we seem to be just adding three or four new stations that are damaged to the the total list that need repair. Is that is that true or have have I got the wrong end of the stick? Or you know, you're is there not, a trajectory to the war that is worrying? You're not far off because, you know, up until chapter four again, um, you know, we use this Eagle Eye installation uh, network that's out in the Pleiades. And FDEV is determined that's how we're going to be able to, like, determine our targets. Well, now it's gotten to the point where all six targets, it didn't used to be all six um, installations would point to targets. It used to be one, two, maybe three towards the end with three targets that weren't actually targets, just points of interest. But now it seems like all six are actual targets. So every week you'll have five or six and, and sometimes these, these targets change the day before or on a Friday as opposed to the Darg's day. Um, and so it's a lot more difficult, again. And um, some people speculate that the larger that a system has, the more orbitals, large orbitals it has, the, the harder it is to clear just from infestation, let alone incursion. This week so far, um, a lot of the combat groups, AXI, and again, you know, and all these all these great determined pilots have already cleared a couple, um, one being Word, which is which is, uh, you know, where the Dweller resides. Um, but we also have a, a target this week that's, uh, that's close to the starting point for, uh, you know, for players that are starting Elite Dangerous. Um, this is, let me, let me look really quick. I'll tell you what it is. All In. All In is... Wow. Is, yeah. Exactly. That, was the, that was part of the original pill, wasn't it? That's one exactly. of the starting systems. So that's under-infested right now. Um it's number one priority uh, after we've already gotten, after assigning these groups have already like cleared infestation in the gun and word. Um, Alan is now with a couple of days before Tharg's day is, is prioritized. Um, it has two large stations, but that's one of the starting uh, bases. And that's how, you know, they've come. They're not just close to Saul. Everyone's saying Saul, Saul, they're coming for Saul. But if you look, it's Saul, it's Akinar and it's Alioth. And right now there's more of a, uh, You'll, if you look at Akinar in Empire Space, you'll see a ton of, of stations that are uh, either in repair state or burning. And um, the three main uh, areas of, of human occupation in their capital seem to be, the, you know, they seem to be uh, courting off, you know, where we are. So it's, we are kind of losing a little bit each week, but um, slowly I think we're going to, we're going to make that difference up as more and more people understand that, like, it's a, it is an important part of the story, and, and again, on our end for Operation Ida, we are seeing so many poor, more, so many more people getting involved, and happily so. And I'd like to, you know, I can't speak for any other combat groups, but uh, you know, I'm a member and I follow several, and it seems like they're picking up members as well. So yeah, so you feel like so you feel like it's true that the that we seem to be losing at the moment, and Thargoids oh, yeah. keep keep gaining on us, but the the. The player impetus is snowballing as well. So you, you but I mean, with with eighty together. stations, sixty stations burning, or you know, like, like something like eighty totally that are either repaired or burning right now, that m- number would have been a hundred if not for what we've done. Yeah, um, and again, just in the last few days, we've done three stations. Uh, we're working on another one that we're hoping to be finished in in a few days, and then you know, me and Jenny, time you want to make an announcement, but we have got a huge event planned for Saturday. 
Um, and as we continue in the bubble and pick up new people, working hand-in-hand -hand with these combat groups, um, and hopefully FDEV as well, who will take a look at some of these mechanics and realize, you know what, these really are a bit steep, and maybe we should pay a little bit more attention to these guys. I mean, it's great that they want to support this in Worlds too. That gets the publicity. That's what the player interest is. That's they have to make money. They're a company, and so you know you've got all these gaming publications and even science publications that see that and they're covering that. But the actual story itself, which is we are at war, you know, if you care about role play, I'm hoping that we'll see some uh, some participation and help from FDev as well. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Some of these developer-led events. Yeah. Hopefully that will that will have some of the. Uh... You know, it, it move the plot along. To be honest, how yeah. much, how, how much of your efforts do you think um, make you feel like it's a Sisyphus task? You know, the guy who rolled the boulder up the hill, and he would just get it so far, and then it roll back down again, and he then have to start rolling it back up the hill again. How much of it feels like that at the moment, and how much do you feel that Frontier are lagging behind customizing the the spawns, if you like? to suit the participation at the moment the players. at the moment it doesn't feel so much like that um we were feeling like that a while ago if i'm honest we were feeling what what, what we're doing this is a big struggle um what we're doing is so slow compared to what fdev is throwing at us but um the, the way we've been increasing recently um there's a lot of hope there um the community itself is just amazing if you um if if you feel like you know strap for ideas about the game what to do i want to do something with other people want some sort of purpose to do come come and check out what we do we like new members we like old members we like any members um anything you can contribute is always appreciated and um we can promise you one thing you'll have some fun sounds good excellent as mad as you think we are <laughs> tell, tell them about saturday yeah, what's going on? What are you planning? Uh, we're planning to do a station in one day. Oh, bold. And then, ooh, that's that's a tall order. We reckon we can do it quite easily. We're also um, going to have some friends along um, doing a convoy from the Palladium Consortium. No, Paladin Consortium, sorry. Palladium. Oh, oh, too, <laughs> too, too many metals on my brain, too much too much. <laughs> The Paladin Consortium. <laughs> so yeah, it's just going to be a bit of a fun event. We're going to throw out some nice juicy things. And um, from what I'm aware as well is uh, Hutton themselves are going to be doing um, some, also some bust some stations very quickly. Mm -hmm. They'll be announcing something this week, I believe, made on the radio show. Yes. So we've, we've had a, Friday, a secret. It's a secret. Don't tell anybody yet. <laughs> If it's a secret, why did Dave send messages out about it to everybody? <laughs> oh, because he's like yeah, and, he's about as secretive as a sieve holds water. <laughs> yeah, but you've also got Lord Shouty. Lord Shouty is giving out this information. Trying to get out. I'll tell you why Lord Shouty is shouting it out. It's because it's Lord Shouty's little jobby. Um, so it's, it's has been his little idea of. of um, Going back, because I believe um, uh, a wee while back, uh, Draxer, Shouty, and Antares Fusion and, and other associated members and friends decided to fix a station themselves. And Yeah, um, Ninja myself helped with that. There was eight people total yeah. for Ben Ken Gateway, and it was done in three weeks, and it was incredible. 
There we go. So we're trying to we're trying to step it up from that and do something special and spectacular and show those pesky goids that they can't come here and take our jobs and oh no, I'm back to Brexit. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Curse you, Thargoids. Oh, Grant says Brexit this time. Bloody hell. <laughs> it isn't. It's just, you know, anytime you click on a website link and you've got some anti-Brexit, some pro-Brexit, something going on, you're like going... <sighs> you talking about the monkey house again? What happened to all the porn? <laughs> <laughs> Brexit porn? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, no! Oh, God, no, no, no. <laughs> You don't want Brexit oh, porn because it's going to be all about the withdrawal and not withdrawing. You know, it's just, oh, shit. Right, okay, I'm, I'm muting myself. I'm muting myself. <laughs> So what? So what would it be? Then, Cal? Would it be? Would, would, would <laughs> no. it be Theresa May meets Margaret Beckett in some kind of? Just no. Why? Theresa May why are you thinking? Stop, why are you stop. thinking anything? Why is you even putting words, any more words into this? This this conversation is bad. Two Brexiteers, one cup. I'm going to step my ears up. out. I tell you what, Noel Edmonds is bloody lucky he doesn't still do a deal or no deal because it's just, it's going to become a political drama. It would also be the long, longest running episode ever, wouldn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> right, can we come off from that? <laughs> come Please. off, get off. Oh, the mental images going through my mind at the moment, I, I think I'd rather do without them. We could do a whole radio show based on Brexit porn puns. We should think about that. <sighs> really? It's amazing in, in 3305 how Brexit is still being talked about. <laughs> <laughs> still happening. And it's still not being resolved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're still going through rounds of votes. <laughs> we need an extension. <laughs> I did see someone that put something along the lines of, you know, this uh, political um, political tradition is still ongoing where they bring Theresa May's uh, deal to the table. It's been rejected again for the four billionth time, but no one can actually remember why. <laughs> that made me giggle. Oh, it, become, it becomes like Guy Fawkes. You mean, so yeah, yeah. Comes out, oh, and, and here we have bringing out the, the yearly bringing out of the... Of the of the uh, of the the May deal, <laughs> I don't even know why we vote against it anymore. Watch as half the politicians turn their backs and don't look, uh, and then achieve nothing. Uh, and oh look, we're back in. Uh, yeah, I mean it is. A, it's obviously a hot topic, and there are people that are clearly very very passionate on the sides of the camp, whether they be pro or against. But I did like uh, Lenin's little comment there because it would be the trailer for the porno of Brexit, which would be one politician screws over an entire country. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and by next yeah. week next week we should have the movie posters ready, photo manips, anyone? If those turn up at Elite Me, I'm I'm going to be very ill. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we ask the um, Sedgebrook Hall Hotel for your colony if they have it on pay per view? Why, why are you asking me? Well, you're the one who seems to have, have the um, multiple thoughts about it. Unbidden, I'll tell you. Anyway, so Lord Shouty is going uh, is going on about all these uh, extra <sighs> talk about derailing. 
Yeah. <laughs> about these extra events. Um, so this event will run for 10 days between the 5th of April and April the 15th. And um, you're going to be doing things to give away. Is that right, Grant? Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a shouties deal. Um, <laughs> well, he's saying things like decals and mugs and things like I'm that. Sure he's, yeah, he's we've got, there's always a chance to get prizes if you get involved. But, I mean, the challenge is going to be typically uh, ridiculous and probably unachievable. And, you know, no sooner than we'll start it, then the game will have some kind of crisis that will stop us from being able to do it. And then we'll, I don't know, have poor truckers that burn themselves out by playing almost 23 hours a day um, mining oh, void opals like they did the last time to get us number one in the squadron trade which was just the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen those guys are just so mental that when they get a little a little bee in their bonnet a little idea turns into an obsession very quickly and then we see these poor truckers sitting there in the the hospital wards. There, getting their getting their withdrawal treatments, and they're uh, reprogrammed so that they can re-enter society. Do you know if the rewards from the previous season um, go away unless your squadron is eligible for them next time round? Um. I don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure that it's going to be one of those kind of achievements that you keep. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, like any any sort of reasonable decal, um, they may change it in a year's time. So that, it, or you know, that's that's why I would recommend if you if you're coding something because you would want to encourage people to do it again. Um, because, you know, maybe they can do different trophies for your second win and maybe a new trophy for your third win. And if you get five in a row, you get uh, the unique top trophy and, and something along those lines is the way to sort of drive um, activity. So I think once you've got it, they shouldn't take it off you. I can speak for us for this Saturday. We're not going to announce where we're doing this until the day of, or you can join our Discord just because we want to kind of keep it a secret. But we're having, you know, ninjas calling it Zero to Hero Day on Saturday to repair a station. I think, uh, Ninja, what are we giving away? Five ship kits? Paint packs? Five ship kits. Uh, there's a few paint packs. I think there's some mugs, possibly, some idle mugs. Not that that's ever a good idea. I mean, who, who thought of giving away mugs? And, <laughs> and some strange stickers. Yeah, that stickers. Have nothing to do with Brexit. Nothing to do with Brexit, yeah. Um, what? Uh, which station is it? <laughs> nice try, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you tell us the station, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> we, we we, reason yeah. we don't want to announce it straight away is because some some sneaky bugger is going to go over there and start repairing it, which is what we don't want. We want to go from zero to getting what we can done in the day. We reckon we could even do it in less than a day. Really yeah, we've, cool we've had such an influx of people um, that are now that again we're in the bubble. They're happy to help because now we've made it easier for them. It's not quite as time consuming because again, this game is very time intensive. So it's not that we're keeping it a secret, but I mean, if you join our Discord, you can see where we're going. Um, but again, like Ninja said, it just it's probably best not to give it out publicly just yet because we would like the opportunity to uh, to take it from zero to to end within a day. Are you worried this will be a double-edged thing? 
and that frontier thing. Oh, look, they can repair a station in a day. Let's up the amounts again. Oh, God, please no. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, because, again, it's, it's so time-intensive. amount of players need It's like right now we're lucky enough to have that amount of players that are willing to do this. We didn't have the amount of players when we were in the Pleiades because it was so far away, which is why it was taking so long. Um, although, like Nin said, the last month that we were finishing up the Pleiades, we did get an influx of people, and we were able to prepare, repair four stations and bring them online in one month, which which is pretty amazing. But, I mean, we're, we're maniacs, you know. Um, you know, I'm a trucker, too, and the truckers are maniacs. But I would go so far, and this is going to tick people off, but I would say that folks that are Operation Ida, and this includes truckers, it includes all these other groups, squadrons, again, a volunteer group of firefighters. We're crazy when it comes to moving commodities, and um, we're masochists. And I don't think FDEV would ever take us for granted in that respect. Um, they're getting around to all the stuff. Eventually, we're going to make them aware that you know there are people interested in this. But in order to keep that interest, they need to make it reasonable. And now, one of the things they have made reasonable is with patch, you know, with this, this with Chapter Four is they have lowered the requirements for newly um, damaged stations. But it still it still t- takes time, and it still takes people's efforts. And I remember Sandy Sandro before he left the company. One of the things he he made the statement was. You know, at Frontier, you know, we don't want to waste our players' time. And I'm, I still hope they take that dear to their hearts because it is still time-consuming. So hopefully that's not something they're going to take for granted. Mm. Well, um, I, I think that's uh, enough of, of the trucking for the moment. I think we'll move on to some, well, uh, some April Fool's jokes. I really am beginning to hate this time of year. I thought it was brilliant fun. I really enjoyed yesterday. I'm, yeah. I'm very sad about April Fool's because I have been unable to perform any April Fool's jokes for nearly 30 years. Why? Oh, um, yes, we're going to have to follow that one up. Why? Because Mrs. Shan's birthday is on April the 1st, and it seems very cruel to play practical jokes on someone when it's her birthday. Very cruel or very genius. You could forget her birthday for the whole day and then give her a card late in the piece and be like, April Fools. And I am, you have to at least stop it at midday because otherwise you're the fool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I would survive to see April the 2nd. And judging by the Armageddon um, brought upon my possessions by Marie Kondo, and Christie's to fill your house for free. Uh, I'm not sure I want to go down that particular route. We'll, we'll just point out that we can. We do note that um, Solve is the only unmarried man here, and you can tell by that comment. So, <laughs> not for long, sadly. I'm I'm getting married in June. Yeah, you'll learn. <laughs> you'll learn. <laughs> so we've had um, the Reddit that got herbled. <laughs> And and I'm quite relieved um, about the Sagittarius Eye blooper. It gives me hope, that one. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. (laughs) How many times was it, Ben? 15? 16? I think think for... Oh, it wasn't even that hard. It was was such an ordinary sentence. Yeah. 
I just um, I could not say that. At least I muck up on on difficult ones like Formidine <laughs> Rift or Formidine <laughs> Rift. Yeah, yeah. salami. <laughs> so loud. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> saying that straight to Drew's face. Oh god, that was. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in if it's funny and you've recorded it, hold on to it. <laughs> Unfortunately, certain people over at Sagittarius, I find out about that <laughs> and use it against me. <laughs> and of course, I think. Um, do we have to? We have to say, I think the best one as as definitely Obsidian Ants, Raxler found, Anaconda sold out, Anacondas sold out, and Panther Clipper too big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the stations are too small. Ah. Um, but did anyone see what Coriolis did? Yeah, I yeah. saw that. that they brilliant. did such a good job. I want to. Have they have they maintained their April first version as a special URL? Does anyone know? I, I, I think I would like to go to Coriolis.io slash April first or something like that just to get Clippy back. I, I think Clippy was a fantastic uh, addition and, and should be permanently put there. I think that's, that that's just me. I love seeing Clippy again. That was great. Shield boosters increase your skill. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the baby talk for all the for all the you know, for all the yeah the, uh, the components and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they, a lot of time and effort went into that. To really, you know, hats off to the guys over at Coriolis.io. Yeah, I, I I a little bit disappointed. Frontier didn't do anything special. I was oh, hoping for uh, flat earth. <laughs> for flat earth. Yeah, I was really I, hoping for that. I was, yeah, the flat Earth model, or that one. That might be hard, you know. At least replace Earth with a an asteroid belt or something like that, and Thard the Mighty was here, or replace all the commanders' avatars with David Braben, <laughs> uh, or, or, was- or you could replace the Moon with a uh, <laughs> Death Star, couldn't you? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Moon. That's brilliant. Well, yeah, can you just imagine the lawsuit? <laughs> as soon as Disney see that, it doesn't matter if it would be. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> we could just go and say you, you accidentally swapped the texture map in for Mimus. Ah, oh, well. I mean, it's all so, assets. So it's all assets and work for them to, to yeah. do, though. And as much as I, I love it when other companies put April Fools in, you know, I think I'd rather Frontier work on permanent additions to the game rather than just something that existed for a few hours. Just imagine it if they said the starting point for Raxler is at Hutton Orbital. It's almost as bad as the free Anaconda, that one. <laughs> Space legs are coming next month. <laughs> now that's what I am completely glad that they didn't do. I was, I was really worried that they'd, they'd put oh, something in God, like that. Yeah, that'd be so painful. I know. Tell you what, I, I, we didn't mention this at the time, but... Um, <laughs> Like, gotta say that Will's opener when he came on the show uh, a few weeks ago, um, the Tuesday after the no nothing for eighteen months announcement, his mm-hmm. opener of um, "Sorry guys, can we postpone this for until 2020?" was just is so good, such a good way of dealing with it, such a like a such a classy way of acknowledging the problem, but sort of trying to make you know making light of it. Thought it was really funny. 
I mean, the other thing they could have done, this is Frontier, they could have done was release video footage of, of Elite Feet and have like a uh, side scrolling platform game. <laughs> a bit like Jet, jet Set Wheel or Jetpack or something like that, where you just have to kind of jump over the platforms to get back to your ship in the 1980s, 1990s style graphics. That would be. <laughs> that's, just, that's just wrong. That's just really I bet wrong. You, you could get Sarah Avery to go off and program that, couldn't they? Quite quick. Oh, well, we had we yeah. had something similar. We were going to put a, a live radio um, Powerful live platformer, station. like like you had to guide the second te- te- technician around repairing re- um, repairing vending machines while avoiding oh. all various manners of um, destruction. Oh, what I'm trying to defeat the um, station commander, which would give us a reason why they're never. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it has really going to be a bit of a, a shorter show than normal tonight. So, um, before I start going through the uh, uh, the roundups and the community corner, has anybody got any other business before I? Before I, I close things out, yes, yes, because we need to, we need to do a, an uh, what's the word an advert for um, Escape Velocity that uh, Commander Ventura has put together for us. Excellent. Um, and of course, yes, if you if you're looking for community content, uh, the Garnet news will be at the end from Commander Peter Witherspoon. Um, Commander Witherspoon, whose Garnet Digest will be at the end of the show, so stick around for that as well. But um, if we, you know, if no one else has anything to come in, um, I could play that, and then you could take us out. Okay then. In the in the shout out section, I do have a shout out to something as well. Whenever we get right, I, I, okay. I do also think we should we should put we should um, that we should have the Galnet News um, prefix by Galnet News is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> and brought to you by the letter C. <laughs> okay. Um, and are we going to talk about the community corner thing, Colin? Because I don't think we've mentioned that yet, have we? Well, the uh, fabulous, dark, and disturbing, elite, dangerous film from Commander Placlaide. Yes, is that, that the one, one you're referring to? That's what uh, I'm referring to. Okay. Um, do you have any? Uh, I haven't seen. I haven't had a chance to actually see this one, Ben. So. All right. It's no. It's a really good piece of machinima. Um, he's not doing it like Ascorbius does, where they're they're filming characters in in i don't know if they, they use blender or what they use but uh it's but it's just just to, using looks like it's complete in-game assets but it's just telling a really dark and spooky story but it's it's very nicely filmed and it's i just it's a really i really enjoyed watching it and it's a good four and a half minutes of my life that i would quite happily give back to the guy all right so we've put, we'll put a link into that in the show notes so um Grant, if you'd if you'd like to run the escape velocity advert, please. Shield at fourteen percent. Thanks for the warning, but I can read. Space. These guys are going to gank me. Incoming communication. Open a channel. Feeble pilot. You will surrender your craft to us or face destruction. 
Well, I could, but there's at least one thing my craft does better than yours. Oh yeah? What's that? Break. Now I've got you. One down, one to go. Alert. Is equal to lock. The commander requires rescue. Somebody else's problem. Incoming communication. Go on then. Keep them coming. That was my brother, you son of a spacer. And his bounty will be very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call a truce so I can pick up his pot? Um, how about no? Alert. Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> well, don't let my official record fool you. Congratulations. Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com forward slash escape velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash radio theatre workshop. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus my daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> And welcome back. Um, we're going to give a few shout-outs, uh, a few shout-outs for closing off the show tonight. Um, we have uh, been notified of a new app called ED Commodity, which is a free app for the iPhone and iPad that extracts the best prices for a number of the selling best-selling commodities uh and it also shows a list of the top systems and stations selling that commodity. Data has been taken from EDDB to populate it. Um, the app was made by Commander... Oh, ben, do you want to label that one off? I'm not even going to try. Um, Zephonicus Turog. Turog. Yeah, Zephonicus... Com- Commander Zephonicus Torog, and I'll just out him and say, by Peter Pro- uh, Provost, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Peter Provost. So I'm just going to out his real name. So, Toth, if you wanted that to remain secret, sorry. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's learning to program this in, in Swift because he can. So, uh, fair play to anybody trying to learn anyth- anything like that. So, uh, well done. Good luck at learning it in Android because, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment. So, um, being serious, Colin, if you are, he was actually he was asking for somebody who's learning Android and doing Android. Uh, when we were talking about it. Unfortunately, I, I mean, any other time I probably would help. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm still, my spare time is taken up by getting the miniatures games ready and, and that kind of thing. So, oh, well. yeah, I'm a, I would help, but I'm afraid I'm a little bit tight for time. You're tight as, yeah. Maybe oh. after Elite Meat has finished. 
which we'll quickly cover now because Elite Meat is on the 20th of April and has sold 140 tickets. Is that at capacity now in Grant? Uh, no, not quite, but we're close to being at the point where it's going to be a bit uncomfortable, so... Um, it is getting to the point where um, we, we have to... Is that usually the case? Well, yeah, different reasons, though. <laughs> but yeah, we've got to watch the numbers. I think the maximum capacity um, is all fine and well, but you've then got kit and tables and layouts and things, so um, it definitely is uh, something I think the guys are are keeping an eye on and will control but by all means if you're still looking for a ticket get in touch with the guys and uh, we'll do our best to see if we can accommodate anyone um, also if you are bringing kit there's been a sort of email out this morning um, asking that if you're bringing any kit or you want to bring some kit or you've got some kit that you could bring but you didn't think it would be needed then please do get in touch um, and let us know what you're bringing so that we can cater for you and uh, make it the awesome event we're hoping it's going to be. Yeah, so that is at the Renaissance Hotel in Manchester on the 20th of April. Um, the retro area, we must be noted that the retro area has everything except a BBC Micro, apparently. Um, and on the subject of other... Um, Oh, you guys are sponsored by um, the voice packs, the HCS voice packs, aren't you? HCS voice packs, yes, indeed. I think, yeah, that's the only one I know of at the current minute. Uh, we know that Spidermind are going to be there as well. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. In fact, hold on, it should say on, because uh, I had to change the site, I'm pretty sure Spidermind are are um, sponsoring uh, the event as well, but um, I'll need to go and double-check. Uh, I may have dreamt that. Or it could have just been a bad dinner. Um, let's uh, have a look. I think, well, we do know that Spider Mind Games are sponsoring LaveCon on uh, the 4th to the 7th of July at the Sedgwick Hall Hotel. Um, tickets are still available, the day tickets, and uh, we'll probably have Karen on at some point in the future uh, to go over the events that are happening there. Um, of course, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight uh, at tv.forthemug.com or if you just want to listen to them, radio.forthemug.com. Uh, we have the CQC Discord at... Uh, Obviously, uh, Discord me slash uh, Elite Dangerous CQC. Uh, for all those commanders who like a bit of CQC action but need to find a group. So, um, as has already mentioned, what's following here is uh, the fantastic Galnet news as done by uh, Commander Pete Witherspoon. Uh, and finally, uh, I'll just give this a one last thing. Um, has anybody got any final things to say before I, I call it for the evening? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, apart from for the mug. <laughs> for the mug. Right. Um, so, well, if that's the case, um, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, facebook.com slash laveradio, and at laveradio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash laveradio. You can join our TeamSpeak server, where commanders like to come out and chat, at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at uh, 8.30 and streamed out 
at leaveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Silvery. Uh, thanks to Ben. Thanks to Grant. Thanks to Commander Shan. Uh, thanks also to Ninja and Zane for, for joining us from Operation IDA. And um, until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Digest, 2nd of April, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Feds revive Fire God Street Urchin. 10G World brings death to tourists. Thargoids advance amid Fool's Day confusion. Feds revive Fire God Street Urchin. I'm scared. Really scared. I don't know what I'm doing here. I think I might have made a mistake. I hope my dad hears this and comes to get me. I want to go home. That's the voice of Kiona O'Connor, who tonight is to be reunited with her father. Kiona, who is rescued from life as a street urchin by the Far God cult, only to be cryogenically frozen to await the coming of the Far God and the end of civilization, was left alive in her stasis pod after the Sanctum and Prophet bases were attacked by Thargoids. The pod was recently recovered by the Federal Intelligence Agency, which has been working to recover its agent, Nathan Summers, who remains missing. Kiona has been successfully revived and appears to be in good health. The FIA has interviewed her extensively and has made arrangements for her to be reunited with her father, John O'Connor. 
she revealed that there are many other unwilling victims of the Fargod cult, many of whom are believed to have died or been abducted by aliens following the Thargoid raid. There are unconfirmed rumours that Thargoid larvae live inside animals and people, eating them from the inside out. Keona O'Connor is one lucky ex-adherent of the fifth chapter. Tenji World brings death to tourists. What is it about galactic sightseeing? The most dangerous natural features seem to attract the biggest crowds. So it is with the new record holder for the landable planet with the highest surface gravity, Froy Blue IR W F1 1530, planet AB1, discovered by Dr. Digital and Commander Paper Plane, is a remarkable 10.66G metal-rich world containing beautiful pumpkin patches, which are well worth seeing. However, 10G is 10G, and commanders flying delicate distant worlds to builds are advised to take special care to avoid reaching terminal velocity at the point of touchdown. Roughly 20 commanders a day are believed to be crashing on the surface of this unforgiving world. Thargoids advance amid Fool's Day confusion. There is confusion surrounding just how close the Thargoids are getting to Sol amid a number of vexatious claims in the media. April's Fool is an old tradition whereby you tell lies and see if anyone believes you. Some of the probably lies told this week were that the Earth is flat, that Beagle Point has become permit-locked, and that Raxler has at last been found. There are also a number of conflicting reports about Thargoid sightings, including in Wise 0855-0714, Mobia, and Sol. Any of these could be an April's Fool lie, except for the last, which comes from the reliable organ of Sagittarius Eye, and is therefore guaranteed to be true. The Sagittarius Eye story relates how what appears to be a Thargoid mothership was sighted in Seoul on the morning of April the 1st by Nancy Scrotbadger, looking out from Galileo Station. The Federation was quick to point out that its Farragut battlecruisers were clearly no match for this super-sized alien craft and issued an urgent appeal for independent pilots to rush to the homeworld's aid. The Pilots' Federation, however, explained that it is sadly unable to assist, as all its members are away on the Distant Worlds 2 expedition, spelling messages with their anacondas and crashing into 10G worlds. There is every possibility that this may be the last day for planet Earth. The alien disintegration beams may get to work. And at long last, construction can begin on that much-delayed hyperspace bypass. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. (laughs) 